The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by BetQL. Your bracket may bust, but your bankroll never has to with BetQL. Use promo code MARCH30 for 30% off the entire year of BetQL. That's BetQL promo code MARCH30. We're also brought to you by OddsCrowd. OddsCrowd has a ton of free fantasy betting contests, including a $2,000 season-long MLB contest and a $500 weekly contest. Download their app today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home for free daily video picks from SGPN. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. Make sure to subscribe to our profile at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by PicksWise. Follow the PicksWise Capper Contest at PicksWise.com for free picks and analysis throughout the tournament from the likes of John Rothstein, Rashad Phillips, and Jeff Nado, and more. See which expert is trending hot as they battle it out for a winner-takes-all $10,000 prize over at PicksWise.com. We're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge operates like a stock exchange for the sports world. Pick the teams you like and have someone else buy the other side. Sign up at BetterEdge.com, promo code SGP for a free $10 play. That's B-E-T-T-O-R, Edge.com, promo code SGP. What up, basketball fans and DJs? Dan Titus here, aka T Money, with the NBA Gambling Podcast, hosted on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm joined by my co-host. You guys know him well, Manaf Money Machine Manji. What's good, brother? Good to do this for the second consecutive day. Yeah, man, this is uh, this is getting fun. I mean, you know, when we're talking bets like we were last night, and we're actually, you know, winning, it's fun. You know, we hit the uh, Miami bet. Yeah. And then I had the over in the Blazers and the Pistons. So that one cashed. I just want to quickly shout you out, man. Dan, you you put us on this uh, Moses Brown bet. Ah, appreciate uh, it, bro. <laughs> this guy right now, it's what a minute left in the third quarter and he already has 18 points and 10 rebounds. So he already cashed the points, rebounds and assist. And we're two rebounds away from the from catching that one. So, man, huge shout out to you. Let's go. So hopefully D are paying attention, man. Let's let's capitalize on these unsung heroes of the the Thunder that are getting extra time right now and the opportunity, man. Moses Brown. Yeah, he's been crushing it. Let's keep riding this wave, dude. Sir. All right. So for today's show, we're going to go over Thursday's seven game slate, including the primetime matchup that we'll all be watching between the Nuggets and the Clippers. And then we're going to dive into an MVP conversation. You know, what are the odds on favorites looking like as well as rookie of the year? There's been some news coming out the presses of Joel Embiid's impending return on Saturday. We'll see how that might shake up the odds market for those awards as well as potentially LaMelo Ball maybe making a late-season return as well. So before we get into the action of reviewing Thursday's slate, we're going to first hear a word from our sponsor, and then we'll get into the action. College Hoops is back, and WinBet is live, bringing you the action of real sports betting and online casino play, all produced by Win Las Vegas. Get in on all your favorite teams, Cinderella stories, and tournament upsets. Don't miss out on the madness. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive a special offer of up to $500 risk-free sports bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. Looking to get an edge and make smarter bets during March Madness? BetQL's algorithms scan thousands of data points across every game to find the best bets. Easily find the most profitable bets based on top betting trends. Your brackets may bust, but your bankroll doesn't have to. Head to betql.com to get started today. Head to the Apple or Google Play Store to download BetQL. Use promo code MARCH30 for 30% off BetQL for a year. That's BetQL.com, promo code MARCH30. And remember, bet smarter, not harder. All right, so for the first game, we're going to start it off. The Philadelphia 76ers taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers. We have the Sixers 32-15 and 15 overall with the Cavs at 17-30. and 30. The Cavs going into this game are nine-point dogs with the game total at 214. Now, 
word is we we're just, you know, I just kind of prefaced it. Joel Embiid is going to be out for this game, but he could be returning on Saturday. So before we actually get into that game, want to get your thoughts on the return of Joel Embiid, what this could potentially do for the Sixers as they've obviously been missing their big man. They've been holding it down. They've been seven and three in their last 10 games, really playing well, but you get this guy back you get him back into the lineup, and I think that this is going to be – is this going to be the Sixers that make the run to win the Eastern Conference, or do you think that they're going to be met with some resistance with the Nets tooling up, even though – we'll get to this later – James Harden went down with a hamstring injury. But want to get your thoughts on their outlook when Embiid is actually in the lineup. Yeah, I mean, I think you mentioned it. I think the big thing for the uh, Sixers – with the absence of Joel Embiid is they kind of held it down, right? Uh, we take a look at they won four out of their last six. I know they're on a two-game losing streak, but they, I mean, lost to two quality opponents, right? LA Clippers, one of the best teams in the Western Conference, and then, you know, Denver just got off to a very hot shooting uh, start in that game, and they, and they kind of rode it from there. But, I mean, they held it down without Embiid, and now you're getting, you know, an MVP caliber player back in uh, uh, Joel Embiid. I'm sure they're going to be cautious with him because it was a hyperextended knee. But I think the time frame that they said that he was going to be out two to three weeks, I think we're approaching that, you know, thir- third week mark. But obviously, you know, you get one of your best players back. So that's a sigh of relief for guys like Ben Simmons and, and you know, Tobias Harris, who've been holding it down. You know, if you take a look at the Sixer schedule, obviously, like you mentioned, they should get a victory without Joel Embiid tomorrow night against Cleveland. And then some easy opponents coming up, Memphis, Boston, who we got New Orleans, OKC, Dallas. So, you know, some winnable games. And now I think they really do want to get that number one seed uh, in the Eastern Conference. And now you get Embiid back. Uh, look out for for the Sixers, you're, you know, tailing into this, you know, going into the month of April and then uh, towards the end of the season here. Right. Yeah, and I'm, I'm with you there because, you know, the Sixers, while they played extremely well as of late, they got their butts handed to them by the Nuggets on Tuesday. Doc Rivers came out publicly saying how much he did not like their effort. They've been six and three without Joel Embiid there. Mm-hmm. You know, Dwight Howard's been filling in admirably for the the Sixers, but, you know, I've, I've noticed, you know, as a Sixers fan, I'm always watching my hometown squad, mm-hmm. but, you know, he just gets very physical, which I like, but he's also like out of control. Like the dude's like a 17 year veteran or whatever, and he's yeah. still getting like dumb offensive fouls, getting thrown out of games. He got tossed in the last two. So, I think that this is going to be a good moment for the Sixers to get back on track, you know, as nine and a half point favorites in the opening line or nine point favorites in the opening line. I think this is a pretty comfortable spot for them. The Cleveland Cavaliers aren't a very good team. Mm -hmm. They're still going through their aftermath of letting go of quite a few players. So now they're really riding that sex land, you know, Colin Sexton and Darius Garland really being the key components of their offense. But I like the Sixers defense here to kind of shut that down. Yeah, I mean, you take a look at the Cleveland Cavaliers, um, three-game losing streak against, you know, Lakers, Sacramento, and Utah. Take a look at how many points they scored in those games, 86, 98, 75, and now you're going up against one of the best, yeah, best defenses in the league. You know, uh, taking the Cavs team total under tomorrow might be a look, you know, when you're taking on, you know, there's such a huge, uh, big spread and also going up against the number one um, defense here in the past 10 games. So I kind of like that Cavs under uh, team total under tomorrow. I feel that. Yeah. 214 seems a little overstated for that. Yeah. Definitely with you there. And so then the next game, we're going to go to the Wizards 17 and 29 going up against the now 13 and 34 Mm -hmm. Detroit Pistons. What do we think about this game? Detroit is laying down. Looks like they're going to be two-and-a-half-point dogs. Uh, so Detroit is two-and-a-half-point dogs to Washington. I think mm-hmm. we're, this is one of those games where I think you're probably going to want to check the injury report ahead of time. Russell Westbrook's been playing outside of his mind lately yeah. uh, with with Bradley Beal out. Um, I really like – I mean, I like Washington in this lineup. I don't really have much faith in Detroit – I think Jeremy Grant went off for like 30 points tonight, but it's going to be on a back-to-back, obviously. So I like Washington's chances here to pick up a win. We got the game total at 224.5 right now, preliminary. 
wouldn't be surprised if this is a shootout, just given the the pace of the the Washington Wizards as well as the lack of defense of the Wizards. So I think there's going to be scoring opportunities on both sides. But yeah, this one I'm probably going to wait it out. But I think it looks like a pretty a pretty good spot for the Washington Wizards to find success, especially Russell Westbrook if he's going to be playing and healthy. Yeah, I mean him playing out of his mind is like kind of an understatement right now. I mean, just kind of take a look at what he's done. I mean, it's crazy. Um, you know, these two teams got together, um, let's see here, on March um, 27th, so, you know, a couple days ago, um, and Wizards took care of business in that game. They won 106-92, you know, uh, not 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 a shootout, more like, a, you know, they struggled shooting the ball there, but um, I believe, you know, Beal and Westbrook played, yes, they did, they both played in that game, and Jesus Christ, Westbrook in that game, 19 points. Uh, 19 rebounds and 10 assists. So um, yeah. I think even without, yeah, I mean, it's just crazy that he's putting up those numbers like he did in the, during his MVP season, where he uh, finished averaging a triple double for the season. So Beal is not going to go tomorrow night. Uh, you got to keep on pounding these Russell Westbrook player props, uh, points, rebounds, and assists. Three straight triple doubles here. Could have been four straight against the Knicks. He fell in assists short. So Again, playing out of his mind. Um, as far as the game, I agree with you. I got to take the Wizards here. You know, even though the Pistons have, you know, their record against the spread in back-to-back situations, six and three against the spread, five and four to the over on back-to-backs. But, I mean, you know, Wizards, I think they might be hungry for a win here against a lesser opponent. So I'll take the Wizards minus two and a half, um, taking on the Pistons tomorrow night. Yeah, I like it. And uh, the Wizards, just a couple trends here. Uh, the Wizards are 6-2 and two against the spread in their last eight versus teams with a losing, uh, losing record below 400. So that certainly qualifies for the, the Detroit Pistons. And in their last five matchups, the Wizards are 4-1 and one against the spread. So, yeah, I think that this is a good spot. We agree on the Wizards taking this one at 2.5. We're going to hear hear a quick word from our sponsor and then we're going to get back into the action of the rest of Thursday's seven game slate. Hopefully you've entered odds crowds, March madness contest for your chance to win $8,000. Odds crowd has plenty of free contests, including a $500 weekly contest and a $2,000 season long MLB contest. And odds crowd isn't just for fantasy betting contests. It's a social app built just for sports bettors free to download. You can live group chat with other bettors, track your bets, set up private betting contests with your buddies and much more. Download the app for free or go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. Helmed by a team of trend-watching, data-devouring, sports-fanatic wise guys giving you the who, how, why behind every prediction on every game, every day, and every sport, all for free. PicksWise presents the Capper Context to follow the likes of John Rothstein, Rashad Phillips, Jeff Nadu, and six other experts all competing for a $10,000 winner-takes-all prize. Follow the action for their picks and the analysis every day for the big dance by visiting PicksWise.com slash March-Madness. That's PicksWise.com slash March-Madness. And so this game is going to be pretty interesting, although we do have some you know, Wednesday implications here. It's the Hornets 24 and 22 going up against the Brooklyn Nets 32 and 15. James Harden left today's contest. Uh, this is recorded Wednesday night. So he left with hamstring tightness. I think if it's Harden, it's not able to go tomorrow night. I mean, especially with the, uh, the hamstring, you, you got to play uh, the Hornets tomorrow night, right? I mean, if it's just Kyrie and I mean, yeah, they have Blake Griffin, but I think there's just too much, you know, guard, power for the Brooklyn Nets to kind of, you know, defend against these guys. And Charlotte's been playing really well as of late here. Uh, four out of the last five for them, they've covered five straight games, four and one to the under in those games. So their defensive effort has been there. Yeah. I mean, I think if we're seeing an eight and a half, or I think this might be, a, you know, with the news of Harden, uh, we might see this line, you know, come out later and not until, you know, we get an update on Harden's injury, but regardless, uh, I do like Charlotte uh, uh, tomorrow night against uh, against Brooklyn. Maybe even sprinkle it on the money line here a little bit. Yeah, I just wanted to point out to that point. You know, Charlotte's been pretty good as of late. Six and four in their last ten. Seven and three against the spread. Obviously, Brooklyn. 
I believe Brooklyn did not cover tonight. They were what 12 to were they like damn near 14 point favorites to the Houston Rockets and the I, Rockets lost by 12. I believe. Yeah, I think it was 12 and a half. I think the early line was 14 Ooh, and then it got okay, down to 12 okay. and a half. So regardless, Rockets still covered that number. And we discussed this yesterday, right? Yeah, we did. I mean, right. You know, you know, Brooklyn wins the games, but they're not covering. But I mean, you know, depending on what if you bet on the Rockets tonight, um, you know, regardless, they cover the number. So, you know, you know, we were spot on with that again, like we talked about yesterday. 100%. And yeah, it looks like the game total, the preliminary number is 233 and a half. I mean, without Harden in the lineup, we haven't seen too much of the Nets without Harden and Durant. So right. curious to see, you know, obviously Kyrie can get buckets, but curious to see how he involves everyone else in the offense, mm -hmm. especially going up against a Hornets team that's been surprisingly very good, especially late in the games. We saw Devontae Graham, just a day, uh, a couple games ago, go off in the fourth quarter to give the Hornets um, a shot in overtime. And yeah. so they've actually been a really good fourth quarter team. Now, you were the, probably the first person to give props or somewhat of a compliment to Blake Griffin and his gameplay, <laughs> um, which is funny because like now, like I imagine LaMarcus Aldridge is also going to be uh, ready to play for that game. So, you know, they're going to be leaning on those guys, you know, I, I think to, to support Kyrie Irving. Pretty sure. heavily here. So it's going to be interesting to see how they all mesh and what that actually looks like, because, you know, while they still have a lot of name brand name notoriety to their to their games, we haven't seen how this all fits in the bigger system. So, you know, is this going to be the new dream team or is it going to be a dud? So a lot, lot to be seen here of this Brooklyn team, but certainly going to be different without their main facilitator on the court, potentially if this is going to be a multi-game absence for James Harden. And we're yeah. also going to have probably some implications of what we're going to talk about later once we get into that MVP discussion. So, yeah, take a look at Blake Griffin tonight. He played, you know, 22 minutes, um, dropped, let's see, 22 minutes, 11.6 rebounds, four assists, two steals, four or five from the field, two of three from three-point land. So, you know, uh, like I said, we're all just going to kind of wait for this Harden injury. Obviously, I think he's going to have to – probably step into that starting lineup there and, and um, you know, provide some support to Kyrie. I'm not sure when they're going to get Aldridge back. Have you heard any new, or when he's going to play? Have you heard anything about that? Have not. Um, yeah. I wonder if he's on that George Hill plan where, you know, he's got to miss like 10 games or something like, or 10 days before he can integrate with the team, but point out the other what was the other point I wanted to make with the Nets there. Yeah, no word on LaMarcus Aldridge's return. But yeah, I think we both we agree on that as well. Like without yeah. Harden there, I think this is a this is a nice play for the Charlotte Hornets, especially as the opening line at eight and a half. I think that that's that's a very good margin for the Charlotte Hornets to be able to cover. Yeah, and then for, for our sure. next game, we're gonna go to the Warriors, the Dubs taking on the Miami Heat. Now the Miami Heat are gonna be on the back end of a back to back. The Heat are favored by two points with a game total at two twenty. Now, this game is going to be a, a bit interesting for me. You know, I watched the Warriors play last uh, – a day ago, and Steph Curry was just doing, you know, his usual Chef Curry, mixing it up between his mm -hmm. handles, bombing away from three. Didn't shoot extremely efficiently, but willed the, the Warriors to a win. James Wiseman's also played a lot better since he's been inserted in the starting lineup. But – it, I couldn't help but notice that Steph Curry still looks extremely bothered by that tailbone injury. Mm -hmm. I think he might be walking into a bad situation here against a Miami defense that is definitely finding its groove now. I think Oladipo has at least leaning towards a return. I don't. Is he? He is actually playing. Uh, okay. Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you, but um, no, no, yeah, I saw a report that uh, he was not going to play tonight. Obviously, because they were on the road, they didn't. He didn't right. travel with the team. But news came out that he is going to play tomorrow and make his debut with the Heat tomorrow. So that's going to be something exciting to see. Yeah, it's going to see how. Let's see how he fits. I mean, this is where he wanted to go. So, you know, sure he didn't get much practice time in, but he's he's a hooper. So I'm sure he'll he'll definitely get some kind of minutes in there into the twenties. May not be a full a full uh, minutes or uh, full minute allocation, but it'll probably still be enough to have an effect on the game. But certainly, like, I, I like the Miami Heat here by two points. I don't think the Warriors traveling, you know, to Miami with Steph still with a, that tailbone injury is going to be enough to will them to the victory. But what are your thoughts on, on this game and how this is going to go? Yeah, 100% agree with you. I mean, you take a look at the defensive effort the Miami Heat had tonight, closing out 
the game over the final, you know, 649, the Heat held the Indiana Pacers to five points. They outscored them 11 to five in that final 649 to kind of, you know, will the Miami Heat to the victory and covering the spread here tonight. So, um, yeah, I agree with you. I, I think, you know, you get Oladipo back, right? Another two-way guy that can, you know, is a compliment right next to Jimmy Butler. So one of these two guys is if they're locked up on Steph Curry, they're probably going to want to try to make somebody else beat them. And, and I think um, if Miami is wise, they're probably, you know, try to double Curry and, and, and make somebody else beat them. But I do like, you know, it feels like now that Miami, had they beat New York the other night. They beat Indiana Pacers tonight. Um, and now they take on the Golden State Warriors tomorrow. So this might be a point where they're kind of turning that corner and they're going to start winning some games here. They're back to 500, you know, probably in their mind, they're saying, hey, now it's down to a 24-game season for us. Let's start winning some games. Let's start, you know, uh, playing well and and building that momentum and going into the playoffs. So um, I agree with you. If anything Miami comes out to under, you know, three points or less, if you see that minus two, minus two and a half, I I would uh, definitely take Miami at that point at home. Yep. Yep. I'm with it. I'm totally with that. And uh, we're going to take a quick break here from our sponsor. Then we're going to get into the final three games of Thursday's slate. Better than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what DGENs only care about sports betting. We're giving out free daily video picks over on our Better Than Vegas profile page. Better Than Vegas is always running a ton of free contests as well. They got a ton of free picks and handicappers to check out. Make sure to subscribe to our profile so you don't miss a pick. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash BTV. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash BTV. BetterEdge allows you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. Since you're buying positions from other sports bettors, there's no house. Legal in more than 40 states. Post the plays you like and have someone at the Better Edge Marketplace take the other side. They have a ton of other fun against the spread picking contests as well. Sign up today at BetterEdge.com and use promo code SGP for a free $10 play. That's B-E-T-T-O-R Edge.com, promo code SGP. Yeah, so getting back to it, totally agree with your position there on the Miami Heat and, and where they're, I think that they're going to be making a solid push here. I think that they have the assets that they need to make their run uh, up the standings in the Eastern Conference. I think the Warriors are probably on the downswing. They're struggling a lot lately. Um, you know, just against the their last five meetings against Miami, in Miami, they're one and four against the spread, as well as just one and four overall. So I think that they're going to be going into a trap, not going to play not going to be able to play enough to beat the uh, the surging heat team. Duncan Robinson, I just want to shout him out real quick. I mean, he's been shooting the ball lights out for the Miami Heat. You know, tonight he was six of 11 against the Knicks, four of nine, six of nine against the Hornets. So, and I was watching the post game here for the uh, Miami Heat, and they noted that in 24 games this season, uh, Duncan Robinson has hit four or more three pointers. And in those games, the Miami Heat, are 16 and eight. So if, if Duncan Robinson is on, you know, this team kind of goes. So, you know, I, I'm excited to watch this Miami team. They got everybody healthy. Oladipo is going to be making his debut. So this might be a team to continue to start, you know, betting on as we get deeper into the season here. Yeah. Have you been playing any Duncan Robinson three pointer props? You, I have, usually his market's usually around like what, three and a half per yeah, game, I imagine. Something yeah, crazy would, high. Yeah, something around that. I mean, I don't think it would – I think the guys that are at four or five are probably guys like Damian Lillard and Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, you might be able to find a three-and-a-half, maybe a four on a, on a Duncan Robinson. But, I mean, he's getting the attempts up, he's getting the minutes, and, and he's making the shot. So, you know, something uh, – if, if you bet player props, something to definitely uh, take a look on to bet on. No doubt. And so we're going to go to the next game, the Orlando Magic 16 and 31 going up against the Pelicans 21 and 25. Early lines look like the Pelicans are 10 and a half point favorites with a game total of 223 and a half. Now, kind of surprised at the early line at 10 and a half considering that news came out that Zion Williamson is dealing with a thumb injury. Yeah, potentially is. I think he's listed as questionable right now. We don't know the severity of the injury, but if Zion isn't in this game, do you still like the Pelicans at ten and a half? That's a big number. I mean, 
let's kind of rewind here a little bit. Did you see the Orlando Magic beat the Clippers the other night? Yeah, like that's why I'm still like a little bit perplexed at that. You know, they got rid of, they had their fire sale at the trade deadline, but yet they're actually playing pretty good basketball here. So that's why I was like kind of 10 and a half. And without Zion too, like you think the Pelicans are that good? Like, I mean, the Pelicans have been playing pretty well as of late, but I was like, wow, 10 and a half is a lot considering that this team just beat the Clippers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not making sense to me, especially I don't think Zion will go with a with a sprained um with a sprained thumb there and New Orleans at home as a favorite this season. Uh they are so they are 11, Yeah, I see it 5 and 11 yeah, in their last five, 16 yeah. as a home favorite, which is yeah. like gross. And you take a look at the flip side Orlando you would have thought that this team with the trades that they made with Aaron Gordon and Evan Fournier and um, uh, Nikola Vucevic, that this team would kind of be down in the dumps, but we don't care about them winning games. We care about if they're covering the spread. So four straight covers here in their last uh, four games. So yeah, I think I like Orlando here uh, tomorrow night against the Pelicans. That's, I mean, that's a, I think that's a really big number for, for them to cover um, against the magic who've actually been playing well. Yeah, just considering their head-to-head status in comparison, like the the Magic seem to play the Pelicans pretty well. Pretty notable, the under has gone 23-9 and nine in their last 32 meetings. And you, if, if you leave out Zion out of that equation, I think that's a recipe extremely for a, an under scenario here. But curious to see, so, you know, definitely check the injury report if, if Zion's going to be out of this game or not. Either way, yeah. if Zion does play, I, I mean, I don't see a thumb injury really slowing him down from just absolutely annihilating their the Orlando front court that currently is yeah. boasting, yeah. Um, you know, what Wendell Carter Jr., mm-hmm. uh, Mo Bamba, nah, that that they're not going to be able to hold him. Yeah, and uh, yeah, definitely check these injury reports when you're betting these games. Um, you know, we did see that Zion was questionable, but make sure. Reports usually come out right mid more or mid uh, mid afternoon and then closer to game time. So, um, right. you know, I, I kind of got screwed over with that today when I took the Raptors team total over, and then like thirty minutes later, a report came out that um, Kyle Lowry was out for the game. Mm-hmm. So I had to kind of buy out of that situation. But uh, especially in a game like the NBA, definitely please make sure to check those injury reports. Yeah, and that seems like it's going to be a, a problem injury for Lowry. I think I saw something that this could be a multi-game absence up to as, as upwards of two weeks. So, yeah, they uh, said uh, seven to ten days for him. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so not definitely not a good thing for the Raptors as they're trying to get into that tenth spot. And currently, how are they doing? I saw they're that they were down by four, I believe. Oh, I they're still the losing. On. Yeah, yeah, they're still down. So, yeah. I don't know what's going on there, man. I mean, you. I mean, it's crazy about what what's what's happening there. I mean, I think a lack of a big man's really hurting them too. But I mean, there, it's going to be a interesting off season for the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, it will be. It, it's it's really yeah. I like that you said that because you know they. I think that they thought that they would be enough with Aaron Baines, and maybe you see the ascension of Chris Boucher. I like Chris Boucher a lot, yeah. you know, but he just still looks to me like he's not his body type isn't ready to bang as a true center. He's more of like the stretch five, you know, kind of guy that you can exactly. put off the bench and, and be like a good anchor to someone that's like a brute rim protecting, you know, uh, glass cleaning, like real legitimate bigs. They're really been struggling. I see Pascal Siakam oftentimes can play that power yeah. forward center spot, which, but he's just as lanky as, as Chris Boucher. So I think that that's something that they're definitely going to have to address going forward if they're going to have success. All right, and let's go to the next game. We got the Hawks, twenty-three and twenty-four, going up against the Spurs, twenty-three and twenty-one. Spurs are fresh off beating the Sacramento Kings to. Uh, well, I shouldn't jump ahead. They're up by a pretty sizable margin. They're up by like fourteen points right now, <laughs> heading into the fourth. But uh, so they'll be on the the second leg of a back-to-back. Going up against the Atlanta, the visiting Atlanta Hawks. Currently, I'm seeing that the Spurs are two and a half point favorites with a game total of 219 and a half. I know DeAndre Hunter listed mm-hmm. as probable, so it looks like he'll be coming back, but he seems to still be struggling ever since he came back from that knee injury, so he's not 100%. 
certainly been affecting certainly the the rotation there in the Hawks. But how do you like this game? What are your initial thoughts on this, especially because the Spurs are going to be on a back-to-back, but it is a, a two-game homestand for them? Yeah, um, I'm surprised to see that San Antonio is going to be favored in this game. I think um, the Hawks should have success inside against the uh, San Antonio Spurs. And you have Clint Capella and John Collins that can, you know, are, are guys that can finish around the rim and, and really dominate inside of the San Antonio Spurs. And then being on a back-to-back situation, um, you know, keep an eye off DeMar DeRozan plays because I, I've recently seen that he has not been playing in these back-to-back situations or, or been out for personal reasons. So uh, I do like uh, Atlanta in this spot tomorrow night against the Spurs. You take a look at what Atlanta has done. You know, they had that winning streak, but now they've lost four out of the last five uh, straight up and, and haven't been covering the spread there that much either. So um I think this is a good bounce back spot for, for the Atlanta Hawks. They'll also be on a back-to-back situation. They'll play the new Orleans uh, Pelicans on Friday night. But as far as this game, you know, I think Trey young can have a big game here. Uh, We've seen the San Antonio Spurs, you know, really struggle against that point guard position, fourth worst defense against that point guard position, giving up 26 points per game in that, in that span, eight rebounds and, and, you know, 3.4, three-pointers made so this might be a game where you want kind of want to look at some Trey uh Trey Young um, player props I feel that and just to add a little bit of a wrinkle here but I like I like your angle there um the Hawks are six and 14 and one against the spread in their last 21 meetings in San Antonio caveat to that is that this is a completely different Hawks team compared to previous years so I kind of take that trend with a grain of salt um, the under has gone five and two in their last seven meetings. But again, I probably would take that with also with a grain of salt, just given that, you know, the Spurs defense on that back to back hasn't been the best. I think the visiting Hawks will come in here and light them up. John Collins did not play, did not play against the Suns. So he'll probably he actually did play. Yeah, it was, well, he played 15 minutes. Right. Yeah. Did he leave with an injury? He did with an ankle injury, it appears. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So he's probably going to be questionable coming in, which certainly, you know, that's going to probably give more minutes to Danilo Gallinari. But, yeah, you know, I think that that will certainly impact the spread. So, again, you know, much as we've been saying today, there's a lot of significant injuries to key players on each team. So just make sure to check those injury reports before you ultimately lock in your lines uh, because some of these guys could be swing Swing momentum movers for the line. So got the Nuggets 29 and 18 going up against the Clippers 32 and 17. Paul George has already been ruled out for Thursday's game. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so we won't have him. Marcus Morris is questionable with an injury. What do we think about this game? I think it's going to be a fun one to watch. Have the uh, the Clippers favored by three and a half right now. Uh, the initial lines, opening lines, and then the game total being two twenty eight and a half. How are you going to play this one? Yeah, I I kind of love the Denver Nuggets in this spot. I mean, if you know, obviously we know Paul George is not playing. Um, Marcus Morris, like you said, uh, questionable. But you know, I think this Denver team has kind of figured some things out. The addition of you know Aaron Gordon has been really really big for this team. So. Um, you know, now they're, I think this is another team, like we talked about the Miami heat is that, you know, now this is a time for this team to kind of start making a run here, um, you know, post all-star break and, and press the t- trade deadline. You take a look, they've won four out of the last five games, four and one against the spread in that span. And, and I think a big game, I think this is a bigger game for Denver than it is for the Clippers. I mean, I know Clippers are coming off of that loss against the um, Orlando magic, but I think this is a game where, um, you know, Denver gets up for it. They kind of want to prove a point also that, hey, you know, we're a team in the West that can contend with the L.A. teams and, and the and the Utah Jazz and, and the Phoenix Suns. So give me the Denver Nuggets tomorrow night. And I think another, you know, player prop or player to kind of look out for uh, in this game will be uh, Jamal Murray uh, points prop or his three-point shooting, man. He's been playing really, really well as of late for – for the uh, Denver Nuggets, um, you know, his points prop total in the market really hasn't been set that high. Uh, it's usually hover, hovering around 20 and a half or 21 and a half points. But you take a look at his last 10 games. I mean, it's only averaging 18.6 points, but 
Um, on the road, he's averaging 22.6 in one game against the Clippers this season. He dropped 23. So um, definitely take a take a, a look at some Jamal Murray props for tomorrow night. Yeah, the other I still feel like the one of the props that I played for uh, my action article, Action Network article on Sunday was the under on Aaron Gordon's points props. And over the last couple of games, you know, he's only attempted the first game. He attempted nine shots, went shot six for nine, very efficient, 13 points in 21 minutes. Second game, three for four, six points in 25 minutes. I'm going to continue until I see something out of him in terms of uh, his, his scoring ability in this lineup. I'd probably keep on playing that under, I yeah. mean, it was at 15 and a half, um, a couple games ago, it's still probably going to be around like that 14, 13, 14 threshold. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have a lot of faith in him to get it. Um, so that's just another angle. If you, if you're interested in trying to wait, playing that waiting game until he actually finds his groove, but albeit, you know, this dude is definitely helping this roster. For I mean, sure. they beat, they beat the Sixers pretty handedly. They made easy work out of the Hawks. I mean, he's not even seeing 30 minutes and he's already making an impact. I think the Denver Nuggets are, are going to be legitimate threats to the Western Conference now. And to your point earlier, I like Denver in this scenario as a prove it moment to say, yo, we, we leveled up. Now y'all got to deal with a different kind of problem in the Western Conference. And if Paul George isn't there, that's certainly going to affect the Clippers opportunity there. The Clippers did just sign DeMarcus Cousins. Not sure he's yeah. going to be out there tomorrow, but you know, honestly, that's a name. That's another like a yeah. LaMarcus Aldridge, Blake Griffin type signing. 100%. I expect him to do limited minutes, you know, probably can give a boost, you know, per minute basis to kind of help you out, but that's not a game changer. Right. So yeah. what, what the Denver Nuggets did, they tooled up and got a legitimate player. That's going to help improve their defense, which is, always a, a question mark in Denver. Their offense has never really been a problem. So yeah, give me the nuggets here. I think that this is going to be a good opportunity for Aaron Gordon to show and prove uh, why they acquired him and how good this team can really be. Yeah. I mean, a couple things with this Denver team. I mean, Jesus Christ, I don't know why it's my Will Barton, my Will Barton rant. I mean, <laughs> why, take a look against the Sixers. They got the victory, but Jesus Christ, 33 minutes, 0 of 7 from the field, 0 of 3 from three-point land, 4 of 4 from the free throw line. Okay, he got four points. Game before that, 5 of 13, 12 points. Against the Pelicans, 1 of 3 in 37 minutes, 5 points. Against the Toronto Raptors, 0 of 8, 0 of 3 from three-point land, 0 points in 23 minutes. I mean, why is this guy in the starting lineup? I still don't understand. Um, he, If this team is going to have success, I, I this, they need to figure, or he needs to figure out what's going on with him or he needs to come off the bench and just going back to that Aaron Gordon point about you playing that under I really like that angle because there are guys on this Nuggets team that have to have the ball to be effective right you take a look at Michael Porter Jr. who's really starting to flourish here for the Denver Nuggets you know Jokic is a guy that that they run their offense through who has to have the ball in the hand another guy Jamal Murray so you know, a lot of mouths to feed. Yeah. So, and there's only one basketball, like we've said. So uh, if you continue to see this Aaron Gorn, you know, number around what, 15, 16 and a half, uh, what numbers have you been betting on the under here? Yeah. It's usually around that 15, 16 range, but I'm I'm wondering when the the lines are going to adjust to it. But like, I I think that this is going to continue. I don't see him averaging anything over 15, 16 points for the rest of the season being this is going to be a a new role for him. He's not going to be asked to do the things that he was doing in Orlando. And to your point about Will Barton and his like undeniable green light, even though he's complete trash, um, he's kind of like Terrence Ross to me, like super streaky can give you 30 light it up in bunches, but then he'll just completely disappear. And what he's been doing lately is just, I mean, it's not starter worthy that he needs to be, and I know he was he was pissed off earlier in the season when Michael Porter Jr. was starting over him mm-hmm. when they were running with uh you know Paul Millsap in the starting lineup as well. But he's a six man now. Like I don't I don't see that he fits necessarily their their immediate need in the starting lineup. Like bring him off the bench, be the Lou will do to just generate offense with a second yeah. unit that ultimately still is gonna have a lot of shooters and prospects. But yeah, I don't I don't I'm not really a fan of Will Barton myself either. And to be honest, like I just, but for, for whatever reason, I think he's earned that 
that position within their system that he's still going to chuck up at least 10 to 12 shots a game. And Aaron Gordon won't have to do that. He'll be efficient in his time, you know, less than 10 shots, yeah, but still affect the game in other ways, rebounding, passing, blocking, et cetera. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think they need to figure something out with Will Barton, but I mean, there's enough around, you know, the, uh, there's enough around uh, the Nuggets team for other guys to be successful. And hopefully, you know, uh, Coach Malone makes a move for f- to, to, to take care of, you know, the lack of, 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 of contribution that he's given for this team. But, you know, like we mentioned, I, I, this is a team to kind of look out for uh, in yeah. the Western Conference. Quickly uh, on, the, on the Moses Malone – or Moses Malone. <laughs> Moses uh, Brown, he, we fell a rebound short, man. He only finished with 11. Uh. Yeah. He had uh, ten going into the and going into the uh, fourth quarter. He only grabbed one, but uh, I mean that's still a hell of a call, though. You know, he still finished up with twenty points and and ten rebounds. So um, I would still continue to look at that points to rebounds, uh, points and rebounds uh, play for him because he's getting easy finishes around the basket. Man, that is brutal. So did he did he end up with over thirty minutes, or did they go a different route? Did they start playing like Isaiah Roby or something? No. So I saw it here. I was watching the game on one of my screens. He was in there in the final minutes, but it's just um, he finished up with thirty minutes exactly. But you know, hopefully there's a stat correction or something coming for us. But right. <laughs> yeah, he finished with twenty and eleven. And and again, Toronto Raptors. What's going on? They lose to they lose by ten to the uh, to the OKC Thunder. So mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on in Raptor land. Mm. So, yeah, to close out our segment today, we're just going to go over briefly. You know, we touched on Joel Embiid returning to the lineup potentially on Saturday. Yeah. James Harden leaving tonight, Wednesday's game with hamstring tightness. Mm-hmm. And Jokic, you know, obviously he's the odds on favorite right now. But, I mean, does the landscape change now with Joel Embiid potentially returning? Does he have enough? games left to make a run to overtake you know before he went down with the injury he was the odds on favorite can he supplant james harden who's now plus 500 joel Embiid is plus 750 can they catch Jokic? i think so i mean there's still what 24 25 games left um for for the uh for the sixers here so i i think that um getting a guy like Embiid back. I mean, right now, what is he like the third or fourth favorite to still win the MVP behind with Jokic? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, if he comes back and, and, you know, continues to do what he does or what he was doing before he got injured, I think um, this might be, I'm already down at him, but it was at a worse number. So I might, you know, add a little more to the Joel Embiid uh, MVP right. odds. What is he at? Six or seven to one right now. Seven to one. Yep. Yeah. So, um, you know, if he comes back and puts up the numbers that he was, and if this Philadelphia Sixers team finishes as a number one seed in the Eastern Conference ahead of the Brooklyn Nets, who have such a stacked team, I think that's going to really speak volumes to the MVP voters um, for 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 Joel Embiid's uh, MVP campaign. So um, I, I still think there's, you know, plenty of time left for Embiid to, you know, get his name back into the MVP conversation. 100% agree. I think that this is going to end up being the the war of attrition in terms of who's going to be the healthiest by who's going to be healthy enough to make a run at the end of the season. And as we just talked about the the Denver Nuggets having a stacked deck, I don't think that there's going to be as much of a reliance on Nikola Jokic going forward. I mean, just look at the last two games. You know, he scored 21. I mean, he had a, a cool 21, 10 and five against the Sixers. Then he had 16, 10 and eight. Uh, against the Hawks. Um, but I don't think that they're going to need that. He's still going to be the main uh, facilitator of that offense, but yeah, it's a clear difference when you're talking about Joel Embiid, who can put up 40, 40, any other night, 30 and like, you know, 15 rebounds or so, and so forth. So, you know, if Harden's going to miss a handful of games with this hamstring injury, he's going to mm-hmm. lose steam. And right mm-hmm. now they're neck and neck, the nets and the the Sixers, I believe the Sixers are now, um, I think the Nets have just overtaken them for the lead in the Eastern Conference. So they're going to be battling this back and forth. Whoever mm-hmm. wins that that race, I think, is really going to end up ultimately winning this award. But if the Nuggets can climb in the standings as well, like say that the Nuggets somehow, you know, move up into the, the second, mm-hmm. second or third seed, 
Mm-hmm. I think there's a good chance that Jokic can hold on to this, but I think it's it's certainly going to get interesting. Like I think if Embiid was going to be out for you know another five to ten games, I think that this wouldn't we wouldn't even be talking about this. But I think now it's going to be yeah. quite interesting with the the landscape kind of changes with Harden's potential injury, Joel's return, and the Nuggets team kind of team roster construction kind of changing over the la- at the trade deadline. Yeah. So two things I. I- I think I want to uh, mention here real quick was Steve Nash post game on James Harden hamstring injury. This is uh, Brian Lewis of, of uh, I believe the New York post and he covers the Brooklyn nets. And he says that uh, Steve Nash said that we feel it's not a long-term thing, but we will monitor it. And he also said, you know, Harden status for the back-to-back tomorrow versus uh, the Hornets will be determined in the morning. So, I th- I'm pretty sure, I mean, that he won't play tomorrow night. So yeah, uh, one thing I want to mention and yeah, ask you is that let's just say if he's out maybe, you know, two to three games or, or maybe a week and we see that De- uh, Kevin Durant comes back here in the next week or so, do you th- still think that James Harden will put up the stats that he's putting up and still win the MVP knowing that 28 games left in the season. Will it be enough for James Harden with the return of Kevin Durant for his MVP uh, campaign? So I'm going to go with no. Um, I think even if James Harden sustains that production with Durant there, I think it's still going to dilute his chances once the other all-star comes back, right? Like when Durant's going to be back in the fold, I think the conversation of James Harden for MVP, if they continue to blow people out, or I mean, they're not blowing people out, but if they continue to win, I think the argument just goes in the direction of Embiid, who has far less talent around him to be able to will. If the Sixers can get to that top spot, I think it just makes him look a lot better. So the longer Durant is out, the better it is for James, James Harden, Mm. the quicker he returns you know, I'm I'm moving my money to Joel Embiid right now. I think that this is that the value is with Embiid, not James Harden, and certainly not Jokic because you're you're not even getting plus odds there. So, um, I'm actually going to I might have to holler at your bookie, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I might have to throw that down on that seven fifty. Um, I like the seven I think to one. A, yeah, I think what you just mentioned is that if Durant comes back. And, and these three guys are playing, there is going to be that blowout potential where they're blowing teams out by the end of the third quarter. And Harden and Durant and Irving may not even see the floor in that fourth quarter. So, you know, he's not possibly not going to be able to put up the stats that we've seen with the triple doubles that he's been putting up. So his production, one, will come down if they're blowing out opponents and with Durant, Durant back, that there has to be more shots that are going to be going around. So I, I think I kind of want to write down what his odds are uh, Harden's odds are to win MVP tonight. Yeah. Depending on his injury and then uh, when and if uh, Kevin Durant comes back. But I think definitely right now, if I'm going to put money down, 100% agree with you. It's it's going to be Joel. It's got to be Joel Embiid for me. And the rookie of the year is getting kind of a similar uh, interest to me because, you know, obviously LaMelo Ball was the dude. Mm-hmm. You know, he was the odds on favor before having that foot injury, uh, wrist injury, excuse me. Yeah. But now it's Anthony Edwards award to lose. He is currently at, I'm looking at FanDuel. We got him at minus 110. Tyrese Halliburton is right on his heels at plus 170, but Ball is at plus 210. Kind of a similar situation to me. If Ball can come back and and the Charlotte Hornets actually continue to sustain their playoff standings at like you know the third or the fourth seed Mm -hmm. is is he back in the conversation because both of those other teams aren't anywhere near in contention i feel like you got to give a little bit of credit to the guy that was balling out pun intended before he Mm -hmm. went down you know compared to tyrese halliburton who's playing on a team that you know they don't stand a chance to make the playoffs while he's playing really well since being inserted into the lineup so i think that with Anthony Edwards, we're going to have to kind of take a look at if his numbers – it's kind of the same conversation off of the Harden thing that Malik Beasley yeah. is now back for the for the Minnesota Timberwolves, and, and now he was the leading scorer before he left the team. Now Anthony Edwards stepped up in the role, and that's where his rookie of the year campaign started having conversations with one Malik Beasley going down and Anthony Edwards' numbers going up, and then they parlayed that with – um, LaMelo Ball's injury. So obviously that kind of cleared the path with Anthony Edwards. Now we're kind of yeah. going back to the route where 
LaMelo Ball may be coming back and in a couple weeks here, you know, depending on how it's how the injury is healing. And now with Malik Beasley back, um, you know, is, is he going to is Anthony Edwards still going to put up the same production that he was? So I think that's something to keep an eye on. I'm really surprised to see the um, numbers from where Tyrese Halliburton was to all the way down to being two to one. And obviously, that has a lot to do, to do with two things. I think, obviously, with the ball injury, and then that he stepped into that. I believe the starting lineup for for yeah. the Sacramento Kings, and he's putting up the numbers also. But like you mentioned, I agree with you 100. percent Is that if this team, there, the Kings are not going to make the playoffs. Obviously, so I, I don't think that he would have to probably have to finish averaging 20 points per game for Halliburton to get the MVP. But I think. If you're seeing Lamelo Ball at play, I think put a, a unit or two down on that because he can probably come back and start playing the way he was uh, pre-injury, and, and you know maybe you know those odds are going to shift between him and Anthony Edwards. But um, you know, yeah, this is, I, I don't remember the last time where we had so many injuries to key guys in both like a Rookie of the Year campaign where we had an odds-on favorite. And then the same thing in the MVP injury where we had odds on favorite and both of those guys kind of went down and it opened up the, uh, open up the doors for some of these other guys. So it's going to be interesting to see, man. I think those odds are going to be shifting every single day. So, you know, keep an eye on that, on those, on those markets. Yeah. And the other person I was just actually looking at, you mentioned Malik, Malik Beasley's return uh, will Mm -hmm. certainly have an effect on Anthony Edwards, but also D'Angelo Russell, uh, just a day ago, it was reported by Christopher Hine, a beat writer for the Minnesota Timberwolves, that D'Angelo Russell has been practicing in full and it will probably return next week. So that's another person yeah. that's going to take away usage and opportunity shots away from Anthony Edwards. Yep. And uh, there's also rumors that I saw circulating that the Timberwolves are going to try to package a deal for Cat and D'Angelo Russell sometime this offseason. So. Yeah. It's clear they're ready. They're ready to move on there. I just don't know, you know, are they ready to like give more minutes to Anthony Edwards as a result of you know them wanting to handle you know and and trade off their assets in the offseason? I don't think so. I think yeah. that this is going to hurt Anthony Edwards the rest of the season if D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley are back starting for this this starting lineup. So I think they're both really interesting scenarios that. To your point, I'm putting a unit or two down on Lamelo Ball. If and you're banking on him coming back, right? But yeah, I, I think that the the stars are aligned him too. Like, I, hopefully, he heals well. But I think them being in playoff contention puts a lot more onus on him to come back on the court rather than not. So, yeah, yeah. I, I like Ball. I like Ball here just to kind of get a, a late season push now that he's got plus odds. Yeah, and I think the Timberwolves going off of what you're saying that they want to, you know package uh d'angelo russell or in and carl anthony towns together is that they're in a situation in where they right now are probably if the season and today would probably be in that top five pick for sure this is a deep draft coming up so you kind of want to build around you know anthony edwards get another guy in this upcoming draft and then also you have malik beasley that you signed to a contract kind of build around those guys and then when if you trade away carl anthony towns or d'angelo Russell, you can also get draft compensation back for those guys. So um, I I think for a a rebuilding standpoint for the um, Minnesota Timberwolves, they're in a, they're in a good spot to do that. I agree, man. All right. So that will conclude our show for today. Check back in with us. We'll be at the locker room on Friday with Ryan McKee, ZB and, and Munaf doing the same thing on the daily check in, give us your picks Holla at the Slack channel. It's always on and pop in and we'll see you guys next week until then. Peace.